welcome back to the 417 podcast. Um, I'm Joshua. I'm Aaron. Yeah. Um, very controversial topic last time. But I feel like that's a good conversation, you know what I mean? It's a good one to have. Um, really enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it too. Um, this episode... Actually, wait, let's get into the Music Mondays. We kind of yeah, we commenced before. the Music Mondays. It was good. Um, thank you for sub- um, all of the submissions. Really enjoyed looking at them. Um, obviously, we want to shout out Darius Music. Um, Darius, we loved your... Um, your post and obviously I had to really go and listen to the song. It was um this song is still down by her. You can find it on the four seventeen podcast. Um no the four seventeen playlist, sorry. <laughs> yeah. The four seventeen playlist. You'll not find it here. Yeah on we'll Spotify. Yeah, 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 exactly. You, um you can find it on the four seventeen playlist um on Spotify. But um yeah we're always giving you guys an opportunity to have a um, chance to collaborate and also interact with us and share some of the things we love with you guys as well. So that's um, that's important. But yeah, we're going back to the song. I had to really take it in um, before I really... Um, we added it to the playlist. But... Yeah, Darius said something on his story about how it helped him. Um, he he got through like he used to play every day. Um, as it helped him like get through some situations and like almost was reflective how he used to feel. Um, on the podcast, we don't really talk go into relationship stuff too much, just because of the oversaturation, also the direction of relationship talk in the world these days. It feels like everything people talk about. And sometimes I don't even know what they're talking about in half the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely think it needs to get like rewritten. Yeah, that the whole understanding of relationships needs to be rewritten, and that's something we will even tap into eventually down the line. But you know, we're not even perfect on our walk on relationships right now, but we're still trying to understand and learn. But I would just say the stuff out there is too generic, too stupid. Let me not say stupid, but too aimless. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, too worldly as well. Say it's just following trends. And um, it's either a conversation about putting women down or putting men down. And I don't really believe... There's nothing edifying, nothing yeah, unified. Nothing edifying in those conversations right now. But going to Still Down, the reason why I liked it, outside of... Sorry, man. I don't want to say nothing. That's not, That sounds a bit harsh. Like, I'm sure you can come across like oh, it's one or two um, I don't know. productive conversations. Do you know how many conversations? Like It's every single day. It's like... Oh, who should pay on the date, or should you should you sleep with your man on the first night, or you know what I mean, or <laughs> yeah. what other silly conversations always have being had? Um, let me think. Oh yeah, obviously Kevin Samuels introduced the whole high value man conversation yeah. that, just, <laughs> that just never seems to. It was the other thing that was circling, but. I would like to get He's in the face towel. What's that one? What's that? What would you do if, like, you came, like, your man had cheated on you, and like, um, some girl had used your face towel? To- <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the kind of stuff, like hypotheticals. Living in the world of hypotheticals, like, yeah, I don't know. Even when you live in the world of hypotheticals too much, that kind of shows immaturity in conversation. But, mm. but um, let's talk about something real. But um, at the end of the day, just yeah, no, but um how lost we are in relationships and stuff like that. 
um, and even the advice given out, not very useful, not very helpful, but just take it for entertainment, you know what I mean? Um, I guess the conversation around relationships is always mainly due to, um, as you always talk about, like the human desire for social interaction, human desire for relationship and being with someone. Yeah, like, that's why it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's all people can really talk about. Um, and then at the end of the day, how much of what you do in life, like good standing for yourself, do you want to share that with someone? I guess a lot of people would. I think at the same time, um, a lot of the relationships we have today are weak in general. Mm. So it puts a lot more importance on like that relationship because it's like, that is the only time you will ever be close to someone or like, and even the way we look at them, it's just like, it's like you've never spoken to someone before or like, do you know what I mean? Your mm. interaction is very, very likely to, you're likely to have lots of stories because like, mm. for a lot of people, it's the first time they've expressed themselves to somebody. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to digress too Yeah, much. but even going back to the song, I would say one part of the relationship aspect that a lot of us crave um one side of relationships that men kind of... The reason why relationships are so important is always in conversation right now. It seems like the hottest topic in the world. Any, all anybody can really talk about um, is also like maybe men's introduction into the conversation. And um, if you can see from Kevin Samuels and stuff like that, the roommates, um, was it Fresh and Fit? Fresh and Fit, yeah. yeah Fresh and Fit podcast and all those kind of things. Um, but yeah, the introduction of men's opinions into the the, the realm of relationships. Um, but the first thing when it, you get into a relationship is understanding yourself. I feel like that part is kind of overlooked in modern modern like society. Um, not really focusing on yourself, not really understanding yourself. Um, and if you don't really understand yourself. And a lot of people think, a lot of people don't really understand, and I feel like I'm sometimes victim of it, but a lot of people don't really understand that even when you're alone, a lot of people think, okay, being alone is me like going on that journey, but they're not really doing that at the same time. Because yeah. you can be alone and not address anything. At the no, same you time. can be alone and you can be on a journey. You're just not actually going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, just, you're just alone. <laughs> you're not learning. Wondering. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? You're not learning anything either. Um, yes, that's why people say experience is the best teacher, but... Um, just because you're alone, don't think that you're making more progress than people that are in stuff as well. But um, anyway, the understanding that back to the reason why we like the song, why I like the song, was his understanding of was the awareness um, that her has in the song for self. The question of "Are you still down?" Um, juxtaposes some of the verses and some of the lines in the verse, like some of the lines she's saying in the verses. And it's kind of evident with the stuff she says. It's like, she understands her flaws. And I guess this is probably what Darius was talking about in the song. Um, but like understanding your flaws, understanding what you can and can't promise, understanding what um, the word like, so for example, like, cause you deserve, one of the lines is cause you deserve actions and not words. Um, but also understanding your worth in that, understanding that me and you, me and this person, we need to go on this journey. But understanding your flaws before that journey and how you're in that journey and how that almost could be the death of a journey. Um, 
those kind of realizations about not calling enough, not putting enough effort in, maybe or looks like, what looks like effort, um, that awareness of just you know you're a broken person, a person that's in error, but you're also trying to fix and work on things. Kind of liked, so yeah, that's why I kind of um, well, just um, and also even the aspect of insecurity. I really hate the idea that um, insecurity is a negative, bad thing. That's, that's interesting. I hate the idea because it when you when you paint insecurity as so negative and bad, it almost um. So let me just highlight where it was inse- insecurity and issues of trust, which you know I will, I will admit trusting people is it's hard. It's very hard for me, especially. It's very hard to trust people. But um, if I put all my faith to you. Will you be faithful? Um, will you be faithful? Um, I think there's another. Um, yeah, but like there's lines in here, here talking about a level of insecurity. The reason why I feel like calling insecurity bad or um, having negative connotations with insecurity is that because it's always had a like oh like you're insecure or you're this or you're that because it has such a bad like stigma towards it, people can't admit it when they are. And insecurity is just simply you don't have a is a lack of security in something. And a lot of people have a lack. You don't even have a security in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not even controlled mm-hmm. like what happens in your life. Majority of your life. So pretending a lot of people pretending walking around the world thinking that they're trying to tell people that they're not insecure because the stigma that with what comes with oh you're an insecure male or you're an insecure. You know what I mean? Especially for men. <laughs> yeah. Like the trauma of being an insecure. That sentence was very. Yeah, like the trauma of being an insecure male. Not the trauma. The um the fear of being seen as, and the stigma of being an insecure male. It's just you know what I mean. What is that? What, what? Yeah. What is that? But it's just you don't have you. You're a male that has a lack of security in things like, and that's natural for all human beings because all human beings don't have security. The only thing you can be secure in is like I don't know, the love of God. I guess. It's the only thing you can really be secure in. You can't even be secure in like there's you know what I mean. There's there's few, there's a few things. There's very few things you can be completely secure in, um, without having a level of faith in, but a faith aspect in it. Um, but I love the rawness and the ability to claim insecurity. And if that is created in men, more people will do it. And when you can just say what you're not secure in, you can work on that thing that you're. You know what I mean? You can ask that question. That someone asks, uh, are you still down? Yeah, exactly. When you can, exactly. So when you address that thing that you're not secure in, questions can be asked, bridges can be mended, the things that are broken, the things that don't feel secure and stable, like that wobbly, you're actually addressing the wobbly leg. Instead of pretending that you don't have a wobbly leg on the chair or the table and you're now putting so much on it and when it crumbles and it falls, just say, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. No, we did know. You did know it was going to happen. <laughs> you just couldn't allow yourself to admit your insecurities or you couldn't allow yourself to admit your flaws. And as humans, I don't believe anybody isn't trapped in their head at times. Do you know what I mean? You're, well, a lot of us are prisoners of our own mind. So uh, accepting that insecurity and trying to remove that stigma away from it as a man, I love to see when men do that um it's great it's great to see as i said i feel like kanye did it for, obviously for lots of that line is like we're all self-conscious i'm just the first to admit it. do you know what i mean mm. um yeah i just love that kind of um rawness and authenticity of males but your opinions of the 
of the song. Yeah, I feel like one big thing that he stressed when he chose the song was like the sound and the atmosphere that it creates, which I really like. Um, I don't want to point out this was her song, you know. But yeah, anyway, I think she's. I think she's more than R and B. Okay. I think she's more than R and B. You know, I said slavery was a choice last time we did this, so <laughs> I'm not really scared to say anything anymore. Um, yeah, so cool. No, I think her is more than R&B. Um, Why? This is good. Do you think people call it pop? Nah, um, maybe I'm not being very clear. Let me think of a very clear reference. That's what I'm saying. It's like me saying, I think you've seen both track and, track and field. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm saying she is it. Like, oh, that okay. She is the yeah, definition. Like, of, and without her, she's the definition of modern R and B. I don't know. And I'm not when, saying she created it. Mr. Brent Fryers exists. I don't know. No, no. I said like from a female perspective. Anyway, from a, someone, someone. Meh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be so real. Okay. Hot take, but meh. Okay. Um, just because of that last one. Not oh, for me. You didn't personally. like it. You didn't like the vulnerability in it. She's talking about her, her what's it called her baby daddy leaving her during her whole pregnancy. Like that is. Oh, you, you know, want me to get cancelled? <laughs> yeah. That's vulnerability. Put it in the right? journal or do nah, it in a way. Nah, I don't like that. I don't like. I don't. Nah, nah, you don't put it in the journal. Like. Don't put it in the journal. Speak on it. No, people are going for it. Speak on it. Like it needs to be spoken of. Okay, let me now speak carefully because, like, it's one thing to speak your mind, another thing to just speak recklessly. It's not right. Cool. I don't like it when people in music simply say things. Um, maybe that's my taste, but I prefer music that um, uses experiences and people, when you use your personal story, to say more than just the statement that, oh, this happened. Like, because I don't need a report. And that's what I meant when I said, put it in your journal. Like, Right. Don't report what happened. You didn't feel like it was um, a reflect? No, I wasn't moved by, I wasn't even moved with how, by how it was delivered. Okay. Um, this is just me personally. Like, like, do you know what I mean? This is Summer Walker's um, most recent album, by the way, that yeah. he's talking about. You had to come and find me. Nah, I, just, <laughs> I just want the listeners to know what you're what you're saying didn't do that for you. I just want them to understand. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think too much of music is like, why not? It's like when um, some people say with like Dave's new album, is that there's okay. a bit of trauma porn. <laughs> That's definitely a phrase that has right. been thrown around. Right, right, right. So why are you just... Ugh. Here you go. Okay, like too much. Pain. Pain. Uh, like just... And like for some people, some people like music and stuff and it's just like, oh, just express how you feel. Um, when you I always like something that's a bit more introspective. So that's like... Um, okay, for example, Jay-Z and Beyonce had their whole thing. Okay. He writes 444. Mm. Um, beyond how the music makes me feel, 
Like that's a beautifully produced song. You harassed me out in Paris. Please come back to the room. You make it home. You matured faster than me. Um, I said, don't embarrass me. So that be mine. Well, actually it's the other way around. I said, don't embarrass me. So that be mine. That was my proposal for us to go steady. You matured faster than me. I wasn't ready. It's like, um, I apologize. It's like a reflection. It's like, the, like when he says, I apologize, it's like, there's a reason why this song exists. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to just slap it on the table. Here, take it. For you example, say, you, say you just so. spoke about her song and like how much of a reflection that is. Yeah. Um, it feels like more of a meditation. And I like it when my music feels like a meditation. Because um, it helps me to go through a similar process. But right. when you just dump, like... Well, that works for you. You say something... Yeah, I'm just... I, I, I can't speak for anyone else. Fair enough. In mean, personal like, life, obviously you say something that's interesting as well. You say to certain people in our lives, you say, you can't heal from what you don't reveal. So if that's the case... It's also from Jay-Z's oh, <laughs> Okay, cool. But if, um, do you know what I mean? You can't heal from what you don't reveal. So if that's the case, yeah, if that's the case, then um, what she's doing... I'm not saying is, hide it, though. What she's doing is revealing and healing at the no, same simply, time. No, simply revealing. No, but no, she, maybe, and healing. Okay, fine. So, and fine. Some people resonate with that level of vulnerability and revealing. And I'm just saying that's not for me personally, that approach. Fair enough. Maybe you want, you also, you want more of a reflection of, of an exploration of emotion. In I think, I think a great artist does work on our behalf. Um, a lot of processing. It's like that Tony Morrison quote, um, it comes up every time something bad happens in the black community. Um, this is the time when great artists go to work. They don't, they don't this, they don't that. Um, essentially saying that um, they do the work of the people. If we go through something, an artist, there's another quote um, by, ooh, let me try and remember it correctly. And it's essentially just says that every time someone says they like a song to somebody or to a poet, like they like your poem, what they're really saying is, um, and every, when they say come back again for and sing for us soon, they're saying, go and suffer and come back for us again. It's like, and I think that is, I'm not saying the work of an artist is to suffer, but um, I feel like artists go through things on our behalf and they, they go through things and the way they kind of express it is for us in some kind of way. And that's why for me, it's most beneficial when that way they go through it is like a meditation because I don't simply want to dwell on feelings all the time. Like for a lot of people, it's like, I guess it is, um, you just want to like sit in a feeling and I'm not saying that's wrong. Um, maybe that's like a really, um, for some people they say, yeah, no, R&B is about sitting in the feeling of love or like heartbreak or like all these different things. Um, for myself personally, I just like when um, music is a bit more, more of a meditation. So I don't like 2000s R&B. Okay. <laughs> the sure. best, one of the best eras. Sure, 2000s, 90s. I don't not one like One of it. the best eras. It just really has Aaron, a time and place. Aaron hates it yeah. with, with a passion. If, if it's not playing at Priest, I don't really need to hear it. Like <laughs> nah, Terrible. Me here all the time. No. Like, <laughs> shapes. Just what's it doing for my life? Everything. Um, Nothing. 
Wow, it's a beautiful music. Great time. Um, but yeah, that was. A good... By the way, that wasn't to discount Scissor. Scissor was. Incredible. Oh yeah, so you, you want to wrap up your um, opinions of the song? So you can... is there anything? No, nah, I feel like you touched all. Kind ah, of okay, thing. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. So yeah, well done, Darius. Um, so yeah, you can see how we like talking about music here. So yeah, so you see how important it is to us. So definitely get involved in Music Mondays. We'd love to see what you want to say. We'd love to hear your opinions. Um, we'd love to see and listen to what you um what you like. So yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, so getting into today's topic, um, I just wanted to really address this um question with you in the least cheesy, corny way I can. Mm-hmm. But um I just have to ask it because Yeah, sorry, I went on to Google and I didn't like what the definition and description of what I just searched was. What is black culture to you, Aaron? Oh, yuck. <laughs> you Googled that? Yeah, I tried to see what... I just wanted to see, because a lot of what we're going to talk about today is about this kind of thing. Black culture, do it for the culture, what does that mean? All this kind of stuff. But we actually, even defining it, first of all, I wanted to just see what was said. And I actually, let me even say that first. Let me even say what... Actually, you go first, and then I'll... Sh- no, no, you feel free to go ahead. Okay, fine, cool. Um... On Google, <laughs> this could be nasty. Black black culture. I want this is going to be so important to what I'm about to say because I actually kind of like this. I searched up what is black culture on Google. The first thing that comes up is Wikipedia of African American culture. African American culture refers to the contributions of African Americans to the culture of the United States, either as part of or distinct from mainstream American culture. I will scroll down a bit. I saw a CNN definition. Black culture is the sum total of cultural contributions to the mainstream by the black subculture. It's a fluid and a multifaceted, often contradictory thing. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very interesting. Um, For myself personally... Black culture. It's a very, very broad and loaded question. Mm. But black culture. It is not the culture that defines the black people. It is the culture that we practice. So I think that's the first important way that we look at it. It's not the culture that defines the people. But it is what we kind of live by. And what that means, and just beginning to look at it that way, is that um, it is not a label or an identity. To bring up my my good friend, Mr. West, um, still a bit sore from uh, when we spoke. But like he says, um, no more living for the culture where nobody's slaves. Which is, um, I think, precisely what we'd like to talk about today. Um, For myself, anyway. I think it's something that kind of is getting to people. The thing with black culture is that it is very much attached to and defined by 
what actually unifies black people. Um, I had a very interesting conversation with a friend the other day in which um, one of the things that came up was actually the idea that you know, Africans aren't really black. Yeah. You said this? It's not about... No, please, <laughs> hear it first, though. Okay. Um, when you go to Nigeria, how much is black a thing? Black is a concept born off being in places where it's very clear that you're black. And with that comes... Uh, don't, okay, yes or no? I agree to an extent, but there's an awareness, especially now, of blackness. But, so, but this is the thing. Um, I feel like there's black a, culture, when you speak about black, black culture, is that black culture um, will affect the people where Black is a really big thing, the most, because black culture is actually, you know, the, I don't want to say the lifestyle because I don't think it is. The culture is actually um, the, the way we've been conditioned to be. And a lot of that has got to do with struggle and oppression and over all these years um, and where we've gotten to as a black the blacks mm. fighting against certain um, certain issues in the west wherever we may find ourselves it affects mainly the African Americans and the and the Afropians the the blacks in Europe I wouldn't say just them. I said mainly. Yeah. But this, I'm talking about black culture. Because that culture. What about South America? Yeah. South Americans as well. South Americans as well. Even um, the understanding of. I don't, I'm not Caribbean, I'm not from the Caribbean, but even the understanding of. Blackness in the Caribbean is interesting as well. Because you know it's not just black people in the Caribbean. Depends on where. But yeah, generally, yeah. In, yeah, that is yeah. the case. Kind of everywhere. Before but. I forget my point, you said something about Nigeria. Um, what I wanted to say with that is, yes or no? Blackness is no... Th Your difference doesn't have to be... Difference doesn't have to, doesn't have to be divisive, but it's we can't pretend that it's not noticeable. Um, when a white man is in Nigeria, it is noticeable, and it is noticeable the different how different we are to them because of globalization and many years before that because of I don't know let's just say slave trade let's say even when black people used to travel um, across obviously with talking about Hannibal you wrote about the Hannibal Hannibal Barca um, the description of black people and their presence in society and in the world is, is always going to be noticeable because we are 
but just we're black. They're other people are of different, like of different complexions. They're white. It's just noticeable. So I don't think it was never, or even when, for example, China, for example, Chinese people were in in Nigeria. It's noticeable, um, and it kind of that's why the reason why I wanted to say that is obviously a lot of um, these certain people would try to say I don't see colour kind of thing it's like no we all do we all see colour difference doesn't have to be divisive but difference can be acknowledged and respected does that make sense so when I say the identity <laughs> But um, when I say, um, when I just go back to what you were saying about the understanding of blackness, I feel like it is present in even issues of colorism and stuff like that wouldn't exist. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) This is exactly, but this is where we need to talk about it. Um, I said said that the the effect is very different because when when we talk about black culture, we're not talking about the color. Is not the the colors culture, and that's I feel like those are two different conversations. When you talk about the colors culture, you're talking about the culture that lots of people have carried and kind of formed amongst themselves. The mainly the positive things that they've tried to keep alive, that all stems from Africa, mm. a culture in Africa. Um, I was having a discussion with my brother actually the other day talking about music um, the African Americans lineage of music and how that stems back to Africa um, from Negro spirituals to like um, the formation of gospel and just how we've made our way to hip hop today reggae I was even talking um, I talk a lot actually about the comparisons between food in Ghana and food in Jamaica. Um, that's more like, when I say the colour, you know, that's a culture that stems from the culture. I'm not talking about what stems from the culture. I'm talking about what stems... Sorry. I'm not talking about a culture that stems from a former culture. I'm talking about the culture that stems from the condition that we are placed under when we're placed in a different world place in the world where black is a thing because white is a thing it's um the comparison is what we're talking about the effect of them so for example that's why i say in nigeria it's a different effect the effect of them is kind of colonialism they were there they left but they their legacy is alive and well um, I feel like when you put a black man in these lands, these other people's lands, um, that's where black culture is magnified. Not not the positive culture, not the culture we try to keep alive from Africa. I'm talking about the condition of black. And that's when we balance these two different cultures that we often talk about when we're talking about black culture. And when, for example, I mentioned the thing of Kanye West no more living for the culture, we're nobody's slaves. I don't think we're talking about the stuff we're trying to keep alive. The, um, what 
takes all of us black people back to Africa. I'm not talking about those things and how we've managed to keep those alive in our various um, different kind of groups. I'm talking about the condition. And I feel like with the condition of black, where you are the other, your the culture that's derived from this otherness, that black culture is one of response. Essentially, I have a very interesting take on that though. We were just saying, unless you want to wrap it up, you still want to wrap it up? Yeah, let me try. Okay, cool. Because we get into this area where what happens is in this area where we are the other, and that's that's what we mean when we talk about black culture. Um, that culture is a culture of survival. Almost, to me anyway. And I think that's what... Um, it's a culture of survival and a culture of fighting the system. And that's... Um, that's universal. That's why um, I can feel Bob Marley's music. A lot of black people around the world can feel that and be like, yeah, get out, stand up, stand up for your rights. That's a very clear song, do you know what I mean? But that speaks to black culture, right? But, um, and this is where you see a lot of people falling out of love with that culture, in my opinion, anyway where you see people who are like, uh, what's all this about? Like, Because they're not attached to that culture. Right. When it comes to the magnifying glass aspect and what you've just said there, it, it transitioned my mind of, okay, cool. The existence of black culture, does it exist without... Um, black trauma and I thought about it and I thought about also um, the idea of Africa and the concept of Africa Africa being broad I think Africa is one of the most ethnically diverse um, continents in the world um, and it just made me think 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 but then I realised in the in human existence, collective trauma is the fuel for any sort of human movement, human idea of support. Arthur Jaffa. Another conversation I was having with one of my brothers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, on. I thought you wanted to get it. Um, but yeah, no. Collective trauma is everything to do with, if you look at, Let's talk about modern day like LGBT um, community. It's a collective trauma of experiences that allowed them to associate and come together to do something for their people. Jewish people, collective trauma made them see, regardless and outside, regardless of if you're an English Jew, a German Jew, a Turkish Jew, any Jew in white white Jew, do you know what I mean? Any white Jew, you were coming together. Um, we're going to do this thing properly. Do you know what I mean? Um, Christianity. Even the idea of Christianity or any religion, Islam, anything like that. Religion comes out of the idea of 
you're a suffering soul. I just talk about Christianity, bro. Okay, let me talk specifically. Paul was writing letters yeah, like, we suffer for Christ, yeah, we're exactly. in this together. We're like, it's collective sufferance, collective trauma. Trauma is, set, is getting through things. Trauma and the, the idea of getting through things is something that is inherent and something that humans need to go through feel like we need to go through together every alien invasion movie literally is about oh we're in this fight together yeah but what i would say is what um you said about the running away from the um what kanye said is about like mm. say the line again so i don't, I don't want to mess it up i don't want to butcher <laughs> let me not mess it up as well then he says no more living for the culture we nobody slaves great one aspect of that that fuels a lot of coons i'm gonna say a lot of coon thinking is the reason why the lgbt community can do so much the reason why the um jewish community could do so much is because outside and even when you talk about faiths religions and stuff like that um outside of i'm not even outside of let me let me be safe no no let me let me finish let me let me let me be safe the LGBTQ community and the Jewish community and faiths and religions all are not afraid to claim that, yeah, we did come out of a certain level of trauma, but we're going to come collectively to change our situation. I feel like black people are one of the black community, black culture is one of the few people where I feel like (laughs) this idea of, this idea of, oh, yeah, no. What is this suffering like? Like that, that's in the past, right, guy? This is all about me. Do you know what I mean? We're the only community that rejects the idea of creating culture for um, meaningful culture, creating or creating um, community. We're the only people that I see just like that just reject it, and we wonder why we don't move. The reason why these these groups move is because they're not afraid to first of all claim to understand yeah our collectiveness and our reason of coming together came from an idea of yes trauma i'm not gonna we're not gonna pretend about it but at the end of the day we changed it and made it mean so much more and we achieved so much more by making it mean so much more making it meaningful to us that's how things get achieved. No, exactly, man. You're done. The black community <laughs> is so ashamed of its scars. So ashamed of its scars. We were literally whipped. Like, I don't want to do that thing when you talk about the slave trade and stuff. But like, <laughs> it's so interesting that we're so ashamed of these scars that we... It's like... It's just the idea in my head, but like... They were whipped. Like, slaves were whipped. And now we've put on the suits to hide these scars on our backs. And we walk around, we smile like, yeah, I'm one of you guys. Or yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm making money. Yeah, Mm, this, mm. that, all of these things. And it's like, you're doing it all to hide these, the scars of the past, all that trauma that, that exists. Like, and it's not like, oh, never forget. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something that's actually very alive and living in terms of why the community is broken, why things are why um why it feels like so much is against us why it feels like we're against each other why and i have to talk about dave Chappelle, man mm. especially because you mentioned the lgbt community lgbtq community so it's actually plus plus it's a there's ia i think there's other stuff but yeah 
plus. You just say plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says that thing in his latest. He says he's not, he doesn't have anything against the community. He said he's jealous of them. Mm. He's jealous of them because they've made so much progress. And he wonders why they've made so much progress. They have made so much progress because of what you're talking about. Mm. Precisely because of what you're talking about. One thing he said um, occurred in an altercation that he had with a transgender, transgender woman is that she said, can you stop punching down on my people? Um, Dave Chappelle, as the master he is, later uses the punchline to talk about his people being um, comedians, celebrities, um, being punched down on. But I think today the black community, we don't care when people are punching down on our people because mm. it's again sorry to talk about the plantation it's like um you know when slaves like when slaves getting whipped and like it, it happens in 12 years of slave oh i think you know you're gonna say yeah and like or like solomon northup's like hanging in the background and they're just picking in the field mm. And um, they're just going about their tasks. And I think there's one point where the child is like playing nearby. And that's how we've been conditioned to think. It's like, oh, don't watch it. Didn't happen. It's not happening. Right. Um, because we can't, that's how we get by. They're still punching down on us and we're just not watching. We're pretending it's not happening. They're punching down on us and we don't care. We're being punched down on and people don't care. We don't care. And that's why we don't move. That's why we don't go anywhere. We can keep on complaining about how well the LGBTQ plus community is doing in making strides to make people care about them. But we don't care about ourselves. And that's my biggest beef. It's like, you can... We are the only people, as you say, that we don't care about ourselves enough. It's mm. like, all of this past, this trauma, like... And as you said, human interaction, we literally make lives together and um, build these narratives and these stories of collective suffering. And the black community literally just refuses to do it. We did. We did. We did for a while. Um, and that's when things were happening. Mm. Things were moving. Yeah. Things were moving. Wonderfully. But now it's like, oh, hide your scars, everybody. Yeah. Let's blend. Yeah. And it's like even deny your own. Deny, that's obviously where the idea of the whole coon thing comes from. Yeah. It's like it's like you're so I don't want to say the so you're so in love with your oppressor thing, but like <laughs> even the idea of being a coon came from the idea that you denied what was going on. You had you had to have a certain level of denial of what was going on at that time. And it's you were denying that oh, pe your people are being punished. People that look exactly like you. You're a slave, bro. Like, you're getting the, whipped. The denial comes from a place of desire. Mm. And the desire is simply to be, as I've said, um, we are suffering because we desire a freedom that is defined by them. We desire to be them. And that's what coonery is. And that's why I say there are different types of coons. Um, I don't need to get into that. I'll, I'll write a book no, one day. No, no, no. Let, 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 the Coons. No, no, no. <laughs> I really pray Coons listen and like just change. Like, please, like, <laughs> serious. Like, um, no, but it's more than that. Um, I don't think it's as fair to just say just change. 
That's a condition. That's a condition so born off. No, because like. It's a mental illness, to be honest. I'll be real. The world, the world exists. And it's like freedom and success. Those are defined by white standards. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I kind of want to talk about it. I see a lot of this coon mindset in black men more than anything. Um, and it's gonna, I'm gonna bring this back to the old idea of like black culture and stuff. I was just scrolling on TikTok, obviously. Thank you. I was scrolling on TikTok the other day and then I saw the, um, I saw this girl who she was doing, um, making notebooks for uh, I thought you were going to talk about the, the Fredo no no we're gonna, I'm gonna I'm coming to all, all this will be discussed but yeah um, uh, let me just bring up this one because this one just irked me but um, the other ones irked me too but like the, he, this person admitted that they're a black person cool <laughs> <laughs> so um, the girl was making um, colouring books for, for um, yeah people of colour I think her name is Seam Stationery yeah got nice stuff um, so she said you can't um, she was talking about people saying you can't just make notebooks for people of color and she said yes i can it's my business it's what i want to do to uplift people that look um people of color people especially people that look like me it's even non-specific you know what i mean it's, it's like people of color is even very is broad yeah but it's like you know what i mean um then mr <laughs> i don't even know i don't know name and shame nah, 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 let me not read out his name but mr some so-and-so says in the comments you are just causing. Sorry, <laughs> you are just causing more racial divisiveness, which is toxic and not needed. Full stop. Coming from a black guy. <laughs> um. Oh dear. The i. This is the idea that I'm trying to even understand. And this is. Uh, I think this was probably maybe a UK person kind of thing. And I'm um, let me, let me even bring up the Fredo thing as well. Because why not? Do you know what I mean? Send it to um send it to Aaron. Fredo went to a school, I think, recently, and he did stuff for the black students at the school. He got them, um, because obviously Fredo own has a partnership or some sort of ownership in um Kick Genius, which is like a shoe company. Ownership partnership? Ownership on I don't know if it's an ownership, but I think it's even ownership part he gets he's getting some sort of um income from it. Like sells he gets a share of their that sales. Like so I get partnership. Partnership, I guess. Or he maybe has some shares in it, I guess. You should come and tell us about it anyway, go on. Yeah, but um so Fredo pulled up yeah, so the TikTok was um Fredo just pulled up to our school. Oh it's got hundred and four like um K likes, hundred and four K likes. Um so yeah. Fredo just pulled up to our school and gave every black person free shoes. If you go to the comment section on that, there's five hundred, five thousand, like basically six thousand comments. Um, oh, even the creators had to say something. She said, uh, "Well, they said everyone chilled the fuck out. It was for a club targeted at um, Black Caribbean students who are the lowest achieving ethnic group, closing the inequality um, gap, whatever." Cool. Anyway, so he gave shoes out to people. Um, some people, people are saying in the comments, how are people justifying it and saying it's not racist? This is racist. Um, not going to lie. Instead of giving it to only black people, he should have given it to anyone who is struggling financially. 
Regardless, oh my god, <laughs> regardless of race, get out of here. Like, okay, the reason why I bring this up, and it even ties into. Okay, I'm going to address a few points just to make it clear. The reason why I bring this up is the idea that doing things for our community seems wrong. Doing things for black people seems wrong. We feel, we first of all, we are made to feel guilty by white people. First of all, we're made to feel guilty by um, black people. I'm sorry. I I hate to compare it to this. If a homeless man went, (laughs) he he found a way to buy a loaf of bread. And he went around handing out slices of bread to every homeless person he met. Only the homeless. Yeah. Would anybody come to him and say, oh, you're a bad guy, you know? For real. You should, no. have, you should have given it's terrible. Tom at the law firm, you should have given him some bread as well. He just finished his day of work. It's no, no one would say that. It's, it's, it's terrible and it's annoying. Um, and it also like gets into the idea of my, my like something that was just been on my mind. Something I'm going to always reiterate when it comes to this podcast and everything that we're doing and why, yes, this podcast is for, to create a future in the black community, to allow us to reach that Canaan, that promised land for the black community. And also is specifically, um, we're talking to black men and trying to get, anybody can listen. This is for anyone to listen to. But obviously we're speaking for black men, trying to do things for black men right now. That's our, that's our vision. That's the people we want to talk to. We want to make them feel heard. But, um, and make them foreseen and create that community between us black brothers. But um, yeah, what the issue really is, is black empowerment, like to, to a lot of, to white people and to black coons, um, black empowerment feels like it's got to be white subjugation, but black empowerment does not equal white subjugation not for a long more not for a country more and it literally doesn't mean that like doing things for the black community is not at the expense of white people or it's not at the expense of the white no 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 it's not it's not the only reason you understand how capitalism works it's okay no wait no as in do you understand how their system works of course i understand how someone it feels it feels like someone always has to be losing out However, when you've had hundreds and hundreds of years to exploit someone... You understand that's their philosophy though, right? So that's why they get upset. That's why it rubs them the wrong way. Because it's like, how dare they? Like, do something for themselves. It's going to like... But this is, this is what I mean. This is like, black empowerment doesn't equal white subjugation to me because white empowerment, white, um, what's it called? white people getting to where they are right now is heavily to do with slavery. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's heavily to do with the expo- colonization. It's not heavy, bro. No, it's entire. Yeah, it's entire. Yeah, it's entirely to do with slavery, colonization, and using. Because this, what is this land? Okay, not to be offensive, but not to be offensive, but this land doesn't have things. It doesn't have minerals. Doesn't have resources. It doesn't have thing. It doesn't have even. It's a, it's an island. Do you know what I mean? Even the cap um, or even America. The 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 people, so like the the labor and the minerals and resources and requirements to allow to build what this is, to build what you see as the West, Western society, West, um, all, everything that we see today had to have been birthed out of exploiting black people. When black people want to come together, do things, create things for ourselves, empower each other, lift people up, um, lift each other up, um, even when it comes to, and when you actually see that being more than just words and being actions, like, I don't know, Fredo coming there giving a small thing, just like shoes. 
or giving, um, I don't know, say we were, people are giving, you know what I mean? Say we're giving, even if we decided the biggest rappers in the game or all these people decided to say, okay, cool, we're going to give out grants to black to black students. Um, Stormzy's, uh, I know people are complaining about yeah, Stormzy's Oxford. Um, Oxford thing. Like these small things, these minuscule things that we're doing right now that I, I would want us to do way bigger things are being complained about because we think, for why we're not we're not at the end of the day when we're not when I say it's not subjugating white people it's not putting them down is because it's just us empowering and lifting ourselves up we don't no, do we're not doing cool, it at right? the expense of them the saddest thing for me is that I personally don't feel this is a conversation worth having with the whites do you understand what I'm saying right this isn't I don't have to explain myself to you this is not your business like it's just not yeah i guess yeah, what you do in your own if house is, exactly exactly, exactly. what you do in your own house like how you treat your own kids how you the, the things you if i just if i've got the money to give my kids i don't know bentley's at 16 or at 17 was well, it's my money i do, and do you're coming to tell me that yeah. i have to buy your children anyway yeah. so that's not what this yeah is yeah about. but then even but yeah the that, issue is when we ourselves are like don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't do yeah, that. Coming from a black guy, like, what do you mean, yeah. bro? Like, what do you mean? Like, let's really think about it. We're trying to help each other. We're trying to re realize we're in, a, we're in a messed up situation. We've been in a messed up situation for hundreds of years. And we're trying to say, you know what? Nah, that ends. We're doing things for us. Like, we're going to show us. We're going to do things for us. We're going to be great together. And you say, oh, hold on there. Like, no, I don't want to see that. Like, mm. anybody that doesn't want to see that, you have to really look at yourself and say, why, who am I? And why am I a coon? Like, <laughs> like, those questions, like, why do you not want to see advancement of your people and collectiveness and doing things together? Because every other society, as I said, the LGBT community, the um, Jewish community, any other society that is showing great advancement in this world has decided, yes, we come from a collective trauma, and we're going to start doing things together, regardless of what the world says. But do you know this is why I liked what you said at the start? It's because it goes back to what I was saying about the scars. We're too ashamed today to admit it. We are the blacks. If you follow what I'm saying. Mm. We don't want to say that we have those insecurities. We are a very insecure group. We have not got it together at all. Mm. So people don't want to be a part of that group. And worse still is... You don't want to admit the faults of your own insecurities as a group. Um, you also don't want to admit that other people are affecting you when you are that insecure. Something about insecure people as well. Um, say I'm insecure about my appearance. I, maybe I'm wrong. I shouldn't speak on something that's not my experience. It's <laughs> 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 just not how I feel. Um, but no... If, if that was the case, to the best of my understanding, tell me if I'm wrong. I need mm. to know. If you tell me I'm ugly, it's more about how I feel about myself than it is about what you've said. And so it's like the ills that are against, that um, occur be, against the black people. It might people. be seen as an affirmation of what you already believe. So right. it's like, it's like, you might believe certain things about yourself and sometimes a lot of the things you believe about yourself aren't true. But if someone else says it, it might be like, oh, this is actually true. You mm. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Karen. There's like the ills and stuff that come from outside when other people do things. Um, um, for example, the way 
Kendrick has a really good song, The Black of the Berry, where he talks about um it's just it's been out for years. He says towards the end of the song, um well, throughout the song he says I'm the biggest hypocrite of two thousand I feel like he says sixteen, but the album came out in twenty fifteen. So I'm gonna say it's fifteen. He says I'm the biggest hypocrite of two thousand fifteen. Um he ends the song by saying all this stuff about um black empowerment, all these ideas, things that he supports, and he says, um Gang bang, you made me kill a nigga blacker than me. And so I feel like with a lot of people, what we do is that we um within the black community. Like John Barnes today, I was very I was appalled. I was appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he just started to talk about what's wrong within the community during that climate. This is not the time. <laughs> this is, like, this is not when we do it. It's like airing out your dirty laundry again. It's like, you're talking about the things that happen in the home, outside. Like, what are you doing? Right, right. And it's like, you almost feel as if you don't even deserve to admit that someone called you ugly. Because of, I don't know, how you feel about yourself. That's what I was trying to get at with the insecurity thing. When people say stuff about the black community or um, when something wrong happens to us, it's like we don't have a right to say that that's the case. We don't have a right to correct it. And that's why I say part of it's not fair because I feel we've been conditioned to be that way. But start to get your mind right kind of thing. Let's get right, because this isn't, this isn't how we go forward. This is why we are still in the place we're in. This is why certain things still happen to us that really don't need to be happening. Um, but yeah, as I said, get away from the mindset that black empowerment is not, it's not a good thing or it's not a thing that we should strive towards or, I don't know, it's not cool or it's not something that we should be doing. Of course, if I was the dominating um, society, why would I want people to band together to do something good for themselves? Like, I would, I just wouldn't want that. So anybody, anybody that's black that thinks that, oh yeah, no, I should just focus on myself or do me. Like, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your children. You're hurting your brothers. You're hurting your sister. Do you know what I mean? You're hurting your people as a whole. And stop looking for ways to say, okay, cool. Or to, to detach yourself from a collective trauma of our treatment in the world and our our present treatment and our past treatment. You don't need to stop fighting these things. Like we're still we're still at the stage where people are still fighting the idea of black community. We're still fighting the idea of sense of oh we belong to this group. As I said, as you said, it's not we're still scared to call ourselves what we are. You know what I mean? black people, the blacks, the, the black community, this community, we're, we're scared to really accept that and go go all in together. And that needs to end. So like, it's not just about finding finding a way. But I would this say... This where it spills though. Sorry, okay, yeah. Because I, no, I was about to take it somewhere else. So if you want to say something... Where are you going to take it? I'm going to take it to the UK specifically because that, I feel like, finding out Specifically, when I searched up what is black culture, I said at the very beginning, I said it was very interesting to me that the first thing that came up was 
African-American culture. I thought it was interesting that African-American culture came up because I don't feel like black culture is really even fully developed. The idea of black culture is fully developed yet. Universally. Universally. Even here, I'll say, I don't know if it's... No, which one were you saying? I'm saying both. It's not universally acknowledged, but I don't think it's fully developed. The understanding of it is not fully developed or understood yet here. Uh, It will be. Here and universally. And it needs to be. It better be. <laughs> so help me God. Um, it was one of those things that your friend was saying um, that you have in conversation with. Yeah, but this is this is actually where I was going to take it. Um, the issue with that where the black culture is not developed is because we divorce ourselves from one another. There is this constant idea that we are different. And... Um, in the UK more so, definitely. Oh, definitely in the UK more course, so than anywhere else. No, I mean, Actually, I'm, you're, you're Ghanaian, I'm Nigerian. Mm. Next brother here can be um, Jamaican. Someone else can be St. Lucian. Someone can be Somalian. Someone can be, no, Somali, sorry, not Somalian. Somali. Um, someone could be Eritrean. Someone can be Ethiopian. Someone could be Ugandan. Those kind of things and understandings of, as I said, I feel like, and I've always said it, the idea that you think you might know where you're from and the, thing, the idea that you know where you are, you're from in the UK, we like to claim it as like, oh, we know where we're from, but I don't even know if we do in the same sense. But this is where it gets weird because this is, I've said that before. It, it wasn't me. It's not an original quote from myself, uh, but tribalism has to die. Um, tribalism is what got us here. Um, I don't need to go into that any further. No, no, go into that. That's interesting. No, it's as simple as, you know, tribes are fighting. Tribes mm. sold each other's slaves into slavery. Like, that's kind of how the slave trade started. You sold the slaves that you owned of other tribes. Mind you, you didn't treat them as badly as those you sold them to, and you didn't know they would. That's the other bit that people don't like to mention when they're like, oh no, the black the slave trade was actually your fault. But anyway, like... Um, we didn't anticipate the level of inhumanity that would follow. But yeah, the mistake was tribalism. Um, You saw it fit that another tribe was so different to you. And that's something that occurs massively here in the UK, I feel, uh, which is what you're talking on. Um, For myself personally, my experience has always been, and whenever I say things like this, it always feels like you're being a bit offensive. Um, but when I saw black people, it was always, has always, you know, let's just call it as it is. It's always like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, because, um, and maybe that's, um, based on where I went to school to begin with. I think I mentioned before, um, in primary education, there were a lot of black people around me mm. and just going through school. Um, we were always kind of the minority. But it was a black person who could always relate to my experiences at home a lot closer than anybody else. So I always had this anticipation and expectation of a mutual understanding that they would have um, towards me. Um, 
a similar sense of struggle. Um, something as simple as, you know, what would happen if you phoned my father after I've done something at school? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, they understood that. Or they understood um, sim- things about chores that we had to do at home. Like, we had a similar struggle. Mm. Um, there were other microaggressions that we understood, even at a young age, that were similar, that we were going through together. Which is why I'm confused as to how other people have grown up and not, you know, banded together off this similar struggle, off this similar sense of, oh, I'm in it together with this person who looks like me. Especially when you come here. Because for me, a lot of that falls apart and you become what I mentioned the other day, you become a hybrid of a culture. Um, That's not to say you abandon any kind of roots um, not at all there are so many no lessons need. you take from from me personally I think there are so many things that from my heritage that I have to offer you and mm. so many things that you take from your heritage that you have to offer and strengthen and build me mm. and that's just um, what you've gleaned from that culture and what I've gleaned from my culture mm. so that's not to say you cut those ties mm. but those ties don't mean we're against one another 100%. And that's so weird to me that that's how people think. Like, that's why I say we need to end tribalism. And what people don't even understand, if we come together, when we come together and we say, okay, we're going to do this together. We're gonna, okay, we're going to really take this black community, um, black empowerment thing serious in this, con- um, in this country specifically, but all across the world. Like, if we take this together and we come together, we, um, we pull money together, we start businesses together, we do all these kind of things. What you understand is, the lessons you'll learn, I'll learn from you. I'll learn from um, the lessons we'll learn from each other altogether, and also the the monetary the monetary aspect, the financial and economic gain that you'll be able to gain um, get from just coming together and being um, collaborating, and even uh, things from art, artistic expression, to all these things that you'll be able to take back to your original mm-hmm. countries, like and. Oh, read the them. blog do you know what I mean like it's coming out soon the things that you'll be able to take back and then just implement in your own lands like the wealth you'll be able to bring back the knowledge you'll be able to bring back and still say okay no but like it was it's, it's even it's go back to prehistoric time uh, not prehistoric time but go back to all the civilization it's like when you have an alliance it's, there's, there's an alliance there it's like okay cool like I know my Ghanaian brother my, um, I have a Ghanaian brother that I can rely on and know, and like we we've created something together. We have a, we have wealth here together. We have knowledge here together. He's going to use that back home. I'm going to use that back in Nigeria. What can we do to even cross those things, um, cross paths, and merge and help each other and connect? Um, in Ghana, in Nigeria, make those connections between each other, build and help people. Like you don't understand the amount of opportunities the amount of um, blessings that are in coming together as a people. And it's something everybody but our community seems to get. And I'll keep saying it. Look at the LGBT community. Look at the Jewish community. They understand the power of coming together and using... There's a reason why it's just not the 
it's just not the, just the lesbian community and it's just not um, the bisexual community. It's not just not the um, transgender community. There's a reason why it's not. Ju- it's just not okay. When um, Jewish people decided to really come together and dominate and lead this, um, lead the world in so many different ways, being such a small percentage of the population, it's because they didn't just say, "Okay, cool, you're a German Jew and you're an English Jew, and you're a Turkish Jew." As I said earlier, it's because they realized, "No, we're all Jews." Do you know what I mean? We're going to come together and do this thing properly. Like there's n- that understanding. Even America, the the biggest. Mm, largest most successful country economic power and strongest country in the world came from people from all across the world coming together and saying yeah this is what we're going to do this is what how we're going to do it of course it had a lot to do with slavery but do you know what i mean at the end of the day you have to really understand stop stop fighting it like stop fighting it you're you're you fighting what you fighting the idea of coming together and accepting this black community accepting you have to accept the past. Yeah, accepting the accept past. That we accepting are in, in the place that we're in. Yeah, accepting that. Yeah, this is there's trauma involved. Accepting that. Yeah, there's a collective idea of black trauma that we're still going through. Accepting your ident- identity, but we're going to get into that in future future episodes. But accepting this idea of community and culture, and when I when I ask that question, like culture, also to me, like it's the idea of the contributions. The drawings from um, drawing from the past, drawing from Africa, Africa, as I said, very diverse, so many teachings, so many lessons. That's what I want to see in our culture, drawing from the idea of collectiveness. And like, what you have to say, we are a new tribe. Even that idea of sticking to the idea, oh, I'm from this tribe or I'm from this country. We are, we are, as I liked, I said in the, I said it in the um, blog, we are a sleeping empire. Like, us as black people are a sleeping empire. We don't even know it. Like, just because slavery occurred and we, we're now in Brazil, we're now in um, Colombia, we're in um, Haiti, we're in Ameri- North America, we're, in, we're all across North America, we're all across Europe. Um, migration has allowed us to be all over the world. What you have to understand is if we come together, this is a sleeping empire and we can reverse engineer it into something great for our people. Great for Africa, great for our homes, um, but that comes. That all comes by coming together. And the thing is, um, which is what takes us back to this idea of doing something for the culture, as we have to redefine what it means to do something for the culture. And that's why I said um, about distinguishing what culture is and understanding that culture is attached to this this idea of that that dirty idea of being the blacks and like all this suffering and um you know the struggle and all of that and that is all associated with these ills and obviously another thing that i don't know if it's going to be on a future blog or one i've already written but on one post i kind of just say that we cannot merely be tied by pain. Um, because pain alone won't hold us together. It's actually not what it does. That's what love does. But to... What we require is to actually assess and to reach out to the pain that we've experienced and 
say I've experienced this too. I'm going through this as well. So what about understanding it? It's that shared pain. Yeah. And when we decide to share that and we decide this is what we're going through and we do want to do something about it, that is where it has to mean to do it for the culture. Because that is the culture. The culture is that we have this history against us that's created this idea of black that we have to live and deal with. But what are we now going to do about it? And that's what we have to define in terms of what it means to do it for the culture. And honestly, if you're with it, shout us. Contact us at 417.com. Yeah, it's for real. Because at the end of the day, we ain't playing. Exactly, like, exactly. This isn't a game. Sure. It's like, not a game. It's not a game. Stop treating this as, as, as if it's a game. It's not a game. Like Everything we're speaking about, I ain't speaking for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not doing this so you can have something cool to listen to. Like, get on board, get on the shit. Honestly, man, not being televised kind of thing. You know what I mean? Get on the shit, get on board, come together, realise this is what we're trying to do. Change your, develop, grow your mind because, and I say even, I want everyone, I want this to be heard all across the world. But understanding, even, I feel like, you know, I'm going to have to save the black culture in the UK topic because I feel like we've spoken a lot today because I feel like understanding, even breaking it down so people can really understand why it doesn't exist is and why it needs to exist. Nah, man, keep talking. Okay, like, okay <laughs> fine, 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 cool. But yeah, I want it to, I want this podcast to go all across the world and like obviously influence every part of the world. But I want it to, even speaking about where I am right now, I just have to speak about what I see. Um, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, but um, black, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> black culture in the UK, I just don't know where, like, where does it exist? Um, it, does does it does it exist? It's like through music. Is that it? Is that is that what we have? Or maybe because we dominate? The, do we dominate? Like Molly May is still the biggest thing in the UK, so I wouldn't say we dominate. But like we Did you just say Molly May. She's the biggest thing in the UK. Like I actually think she is like the biggest influencer. But I said I guess we influence. Oh no, we are influencing the culture. Let's be real, like. Um, tech fleeces, trap star, all that kind of thing. Like the idea of like, I don't want to say, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that gets yeah. into black uh -huh. identity. But mm. I guess there is a dominant. We don't own any of that though. Wait, I think trap star might be owned by black. No, though. trap star is black owned. Yeah, black I thought you meant um, um like the Nike, Nike, tech, Nike tech fleece. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, we don't own Nike. Yeah, no, I swear we're not even the people modeling the tech fleece anymore. No, no, no. In JD, like, actually, they use mixed race people, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but black culture in the UK, um, I just don't believe it exists too tough. Like, and back what I was saying about, I feel like that first, the first thing, I was going to talk about what your, your friend said, but that's your story to tell. But um, what I was going to say was, speaking one was race, the understanding of race and class. In America, it's so clear. It's been clear since the slaves got there. You're black, I'm white. The reason why I'm like this is because I'm black, you're white kind of thing. The, the reason why I'm in this position is that's, yeah. it's, it's clear as day. Like The reason why they've done way more stuff than us and they've had more time, obviously it's because there's been more time. I guess there's been more time, but black people have been in this country for a while. Don't let them convince you that it happened 20, years, 20 30 years ago. It's been, black people have been here. But... Um, and also the slave trade was literally funded and supported by the UK. But um, 
yeah, back to what I was saying was, in America, it's clear-cut. It's clear-cut race, clear-cut. In the UK, the reason why I feel like we have so many coons and so many people don't really understand the importance of black community and black culture, developing a black culture and also um, creating and desiring black empowerment and uplifting each other is because of the idea of class. Um, the UK is a class-based society. What we focus on is class. And it's almost to the point where most... I think it's just a numbers game. I don't think it's just a numbers game. I, I think really it don't. begins at a numbers game. I don't think it's just a numbers game. I'm not just counting what you're saying. I do think it begins at a numbers game, though. We're three... Are we three percent? Huh? Are we three percent of the population? Three yeah. Three percent? I think if you don't see a lot of you... But we do see like we see it's each other. It's a lot now. easier to ignore. But we see each other now. That's what I mean. Like back, no, <laughs> now, back, no, back then, like I also might, think back then, yeah. But now, like it's not. No, no, no. I think back then we saw each other. Oh, you, I'll be real. We just thought, oh, we just ignored each other. Yeah, like um, obviously, yeah. I don't know. Um, I wasn't here. My grandparents were here. I know they didn't love it. I just think there's something about um, feeling like you're in something together as opposed to not feeling like you're in something together. The African-Americans are always in it together. Mm. Um, And the formation of that culture against against you know this fight that fight culture that we're fighting against something um fighting to survive etc or surviving because sorry just because there's a lot of these ideas where it's like i I really don't want to say it so surviving r kelly surviving this surviving that there's the situation is kind of like surviving the formation of the black experience is kind of where we're at. And I think um well in the UK it's not as stressed just because and this where it's where what you're talking about comes in as well. Just tell you, no, not it's not about that, buddy. They pretend there was no no blacks, no dogs, no Irish signs, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um and to be fair Remember so, they said no blacks, they didn't say no Ghanaians, no yeah. No Jamaicans, no, they said no blacks. Like, let's stop fighting this idea that we're black people and we're in a collective community. But yeah, Karen. The Irish are doing okay now. And we know white people love dogs. So it's like, you're supposed to forget. You're supposed to forget. And I feel like with that... um that notion that it's not about that anymore. Especially when this is another thing um, we I was talking about with, um, with him. It's this idea of the laws. It's so clever. And this is when class comes in. In the law, um, one thing he told me was about Kind of how... Who is he? His name is Josh. So oh, I didn't want to oh, present oh, confusion. Okay, cool, okay, cool, um, 
Yeah. Um, he's telling me about the real estate laws. And like, um, obviously I had some level of awareness of how, you know, certain laws are designed to favor certain people. I said the law favors the homeowners and that's a class thing. Now, if you're very clever, as it is in America, you design laws that hold people down based on class as opposed to their race. And when you do that, and as long as you keep those race in that class, you're good. Mm. Because they will always be there to serve you. Mm, yeah and so there are certain ownership laws which is why he was saying like it's really important that we get into real estate and owning things because yeah we're, we're aware of that mm. but ultimately we've we don't own anything we we've never owned kind of thing that, that's that's been the idea as long as the blacks don't own stuff we're good because you know, things will always be hard against them. And guess what? We can actually create laws that make sure they never own things. Um, that's what happened when they had the Jim Crow era. It's like the blacks would never own anything because they weren't allowed to. Anything you owned, you had to... I don't know all the Jim Crow laws. Uh, thank God I didn't have to live through the time. Mm. You had to, like, pay percentages. Not even percentages. Um... You just weren't actually allowed to own stuff at one point. Um, and that's how you maintain a certain level of class system. Now, within the UK, we weren't as present as black people in America. However, you still have that situation where you have certain laws and they do these parliamentary reviews, they do these... um. Um, they do these inquests and they find out things about how the law is very unfavorable towards us. Um, stuff about stop and search. Um, there are many different reviews that essentially prove that the law doesn't work for us, even here in the UK. It works against us. And I think one thing that's clear is that it's very difficult for us to accept this to accept that we are still in the state we are still in this position where we're still surviving the black experience and that black experience being the blacks not the black experience the blacks experience and I feel like until we can get over that until we can get over ourselves even and accept that we're fighting the blacks experience you will never see the need to come together with other people who are fighting the blacks experience it's like those people who um, don't go to AA meetings and um, NA meetings because they don't want to admit that they have a problem mm. it's like we don't want to admit we have a problem because it's very embarrassing it's like 
you don't want to admit that you're the blacks. And community requires that you admit that you're the blacks. Healing requires that you admit that you're the blacks. Building requires that you admit that you're the blacks. Mm. And until you're unwilling, until you are willing to admit that, both to yourself and to others, to your white friends as well, like mm. you can still be friends with them. Just everyone should know you're the blacks, though. Do you know what I mean? Don't pretend it's not the case. Until that happens, we won't be able to do anything for the culture. We won't be able to build community. Because we're not willing to admit that we are the blacks you know, here in the UK. Even part of that understanding, and it's like when you realize, okay, cool, when you grow up in a council state or you um, go through certain things, because of, um, as you said, even the numbers game, it makes you think, oh no, I'm not going through the experiences with, you know I mean, of course there's a lot of um, black people in these experiences, but. Oh, I'm going through these experiences with white people. Oh, white people are going through this as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. Like, it's not just me going through, I don't know, levels of poverty or I'm going through, like, experiences of poverty or... It's a very... And it's a very... It's a very clear... but um, It's a very, like... Not clear. But it's a clever way of allowing people to kind of think, okay, cool. Me and, um, me and this person are the same. Um, me and the, the uh, working class white boy are the same because we're both working class like this is why we vote for this party it's because we're both working class this is why it's cool for um this these are my people that i'm trying to get out like me and him are the same but however it's just it can't ever be the case because at the end of the day your skin color will always reflect like your skin color is never going to change but his your skin color is never going to change and neither is his but what you have to understand is if escaping class is somewhat possible through certain certain things that you said ownership certain things like um opportunity and there's opportunity this country is smart benefits opportunities for benefits is not a no, way to no, escape no, class no 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 it's not an escape no i'm not saying it's, i'm not saying benefits is a way to escape class i'm saying this country right. provides things for the working class does that make sense yeah, it provides basic things for the working class, which other countries don't kind of thing. So the free fall, the level of free fall is a bit different, but like the base level here is a bit more. I don't know, it's higher than I would say in other countries. So because you're getting basic, the basic level in this country, I would say the interesting difference, sorry, between the, here and America, is that America don't America kind of allow class to be an issue, like. It's part of the deal. I would just say the free fall in America, like the, yeah. the level you can fall down in America is different. That's because it's part of the deal. It's like, this uh, is America, guys. Like, mm. it's like the Charles Gambino song. This is America. So like, yeah. you can be poor here because there's so much opportunity. Right. But I will say this, like in the UK, but even, like, I don't know, people say the UK isn't that. The UK kind of models, even the whole West is very much on it's kind of adopting a lot of the ideals that America has kind of thing. Like they're shifting. In my opinion, there's a shift towards certain opportunities, creating opportunities and stuff like that. So like grants and stuff exist and stuff like that. But um, what I would say... America have affirmative action. 
It's that thing I say, the Russo quote about the subjugation that keeps the appearance of freedom. Mm. If you offer these people, that's why I mean like the UK do it purely on the class level. Mm. Student, student finance. Student yeah, exactly. Students, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Give them up to that's, the that's why I said the, the, kids to school. the base level of just allowing you to say, you can go through, you can get free school meals in this country. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things base level where absolutely- I have to pay off this thing for the rest of my life. No, of course I'm saying, but the base level is absolute poverty. They try and avoid that in this country yeah, from existing. In this country. But what I would say, and why I said the thing it's about- because they're trying to keep the class thing as it is. Right. And they know where everyone is in the class. Thing, yeah, of course, of course, of course. But what I would say is the treatment, the opportunity, I don't want to say the opportunities, but the way a white male can not climb out. But no, but this the way a white male can climb out. If if you do climb out, I'm not saying people do, but the difference is if a white male goes to a certain institution, certain background, um, um, a white male, a white male of a certain background of any background goes to a certain institution, goes to has a certain, um, goes out in a certain place. Goes for so their lived experience will just be different. You can never look. It can be a thing where you never look back. Yeah, exactly. Their lived experience will always be different. Their lived experience, even when you're both working class, is already Alan different. Sugar. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Alan Sugar. That's why I tried to use the examples. I'm saying there's even in the chance of escaping that. But even if they never escape that, even builders in the white builders in the UK may not saying, but they have a, even white builders. When you, of course, when they're off the buildings, right? You wouldn't know that's a builder kind of thing. When they're off a building site, it's like it's just a white man kind of thing. So and they go to the nice place, they still experience some decent levels of whatever. But that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, if you escape that as a white man and your experience even as as a white man in working the working class society, um you're just going your that experience in itself. It's always just going to look different than what it looks like for a black, for a black um, male, black female, for the black for black people in that situation. It's just different, and because, but when you look like okay, cool, no, my council flat, the person that lives in the council flat next to me is a white man. It's, it's a white family, so it, it's not just it's racism the issue in this country. That's what it, that's what it kind of convinces you. It kind of convinces you, races racism the issue in this country. But you're treated differently already. In the classroom, you're treated differently. In the the only people I would say that slightly get a, very, a different look is gypsies. I will say that though, gypsies in this country <laughs> yeah. they have a bad like that. Yeah, they yeah. they're treated quite. They a lot of bad stuff is said about them, kind of thing, and treat they have a bad um, form of treatment. Um, but yeah, your your treatment and your experience will be different, just naturally. Um, um, for me, the most stark part of it is like. They try to play this class game here in the UK where they keep the classes set. Um, I mentioned this thing to you. I'm I'm unsure as to whether we have conversations on the podcast or just in our general day-to-day. Uh, it's very clear this is just what we're about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but cool. Um, like this is a performance. Something about America and their political parties and then the political parties here political parties in America being there is no left wing in America. Mm. Um, they merely have this kind of liberal political 
um, direction in which the parties kind of maneuver to a sort of side, an angle, if you like. Mm. Cool. In the UK, you have the Tories and you have the Labour Party. And what they do is they appease class. And class is supposed to kind of stay set in this country. Um, one thing I I feel about the Labour Party is that the aim is never to free the class. Not even Jeremy Corbyn's um, Labour manifesto, in my opinion, was to free the class. Mm. It was to appease them or like to make them happy. And the thing is that class is something that's supposed to remain very fixed in this mm. country. My whole issue, what I said was very stark, was that you and I, we don't have to play this game mm. because this is not our land. And I don't plan on staying here playing class games with you. Mm. Like, that is not our world. And I, yeah. We can build our own world. Is yeah, what I'm 100%. Saying. But it's just the, even the idea that... That has to be the culture. I just feel like we're just... Because of the the way the UK is set up, we're tricked that our entry level is okay. Cool. Our entry level is dealing with the class situation. No, mate. Your your situation, your problems start way before this. Your problems start the day you were born a black person, and that's what you need to understand. Yeah. Like the race, your problems in this country start from there. Your problems in this world, in the West, will start from your race first, and then you get introduced to the class system. And the class system. It's obviously something that, as you said, is hard to escape. Um, but even specifically, I wanted to talk even beyond class and all this stuff, even in the UK, I just wanted to understand a few things. Um, I said that thing to you earlier. I said, you should watch the film. Aaron, um, I watched it with Aaron like a few years ago, Silence. And um, there's a statement that says, Japan is a swamp. Um, in the film, they're trying to spread Christianity in Japan. And... Um, someone i think a japanese person said she said man one of the like elders there said something like um japan is a swamp and nothing grows nothing will ever grow here kind of thing like your religion will not grow here it cannot be entrenched it won't take root, it won't take root because it's a swamp um and i kind of felt like the uk is kind of a swamp when it comes to because of that the understanding of class and all this uk is a swamp but also understanding of the people that are in it because we all feel like we know where we're from and we all like to deny this idea of identity, um, uh, cultural, being the black, common, you know what I mean, identity of like, yeah, we're the black community and all this kind of thing. And we need to do this to help each other and pour into each other the way we're meant to. It kind of like pours out in our, in our actions. In America, a man was kneeled down um, and he was killed in the street widespread discomfort, widespread unrest, protests. Discomfort's an interesting word. Protest. <laughs> True. But yeah, it, it was, it's, no, an, no, it's, an, actually, it's an accurate it's word. It's an interesting word, but yeah. Um, but um, widespread civil unrest, all these kind of things. Um, global not just in America. That's the biggest thing. People in Africa were really responding to it. Um, after um, 
um, the Black Lives Matter movement after George Floyd's death. In Brazil, I think, I don't want to say the wrong number, but in Brazil, obviously, there's a lot of um, black people that don't really claim that they're black. But the amount of people that um, started changing how they saw themselves, how they viewed themselves and considering themselves black, like increased drastically. Like the percentages are quite high compared to what they used to be. Um, The amount of people that really, in Brazil, that now acknowledge that they're black. So there's a lot of changes. You see a lot of, um, but yeah, so um, that was happening in Brazil. Obviously, we saw the nice protests that were happening in London and the UK and stuff like that. Um, obviously, there was, um, I'm not saying that there wasn't anything like riots in America or um, the, they pulled down the statues in um, Bristol, I think. Um, but yeah. you see now see the movement towards certain things because of the that excited me. <laughs> you now see the movement towards certain like initiatives, schemes for black people across the world kind of thing. Like not just in America, but in the UK as well. When um, Mark Duggan died in the UK and the London riots happened, tell me what it was about. You tell me. It's about a thug. <laughs> a thug in London. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what it was about. It was. It wasn't about First of all, the whole reason for the riots, I'm guessing, should have been because was birthed out of almost the same similar reasons as um, George Floyd, an unjust killing by police officers. Um, But at the same time, the UK chose, used it as an opportunity to, I don't know, I don't, I actually don't like. I'm not one to say, "Oh, looting and violence is looting and robbing is." I'm not one to completely just say, "Okay, I don't agree with it." I, I understand. I understand. Do it. <laughs> Burning and the looting tonight. No, I, I, I'm. I'm definitely not one of the people that would ever say, "Okay, that's wrong," and all this. You guys yeah. are. But I'm also saying, in because it happened in America, and like obviously, it's like mm, I didn't like when you were smashing up black biz- black owned businesses, though. But. Um, I understand why you're doing it to major corporations and stuff like that, smashing up and looting and all that kind of stuff. Um, and businesses that were also silent and not trying to support the cause. I understand those kind of things. I'm not going to say I don't, but when it happened in the UK, when this happened in the UK, I didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was about much else. In America, in this in this country, even when the statue came down, there was still protests, even when, you know what I mean? There was still the John Boyega um, speech and that, that protest. There was... Um, in, in in America as well, it was like the protests were about trying to cause and fight for change. Um, and that was something that I just didn't see when, why did, and why didn't, and I was thinking to myself, why didn't that happen in the UK? No direction, no understanding of community. So the reason why we can just, when something like that happened in the UK, we just chose it as an opportunity to just tear up the place like genuinely I remember watching it and I was just like okay cool like I understand what's happened but where's the direction where's the aim in this what what were, what were we trying to do it just looks like some guys just wanted a few TVs do you know <laughs> what I mean very... <laughs> no but I'm obviously now like I'm just wondering like looking back at it and looking and obviously at the George Floyd situation Floyd situation like I don't deny it. I'm not going to deny the human desire to just rebel against I feel like I'm saying that wrong but 
Just yeah, rebel. Yeah, rebe- <laughs> it was like it was. Like, I'm saying it wrong, but like rebel against like what um, the system and all that kind of stuff. But where's the direction? Where was the aim? And I just realized, okay, cool. No, we don't understand that. We don't even understand where we're going as a community, and we don't understand who we are as a culture. We don't understand our direction because that was an opportunity. In a sad, that was a sad circumstance. Exactly what had just happened in America but no guidance, no desire to move forward, no desire to push something forward. But the only time when things are pushed forward, in my opinion, in the UK, happens mainly due to an Amer- us seeing what Americans are doing or what's going on in America and being reactionary and say, okay, yeah, now it's safe. We support, you know what I mean? This is what we, like, why does that happen? That's weird to me. It's like, how are you not the forefront of your own fight against your own fight for your people. Why are we like we're we're on our own front lines? You know what I mean. We're on we're fighting our own battles, but we only feel like it's okay when America's leading, like the black the blacks the black people in America are leading us towards advancement. Like, why is it reactionary here? Why is it not? Why are we not pro- proactive in achieving these things? Understanding community, understanding. What is our injustices as a people? Understanding where we want to go as a people. And that was something that I just really just was playing on my mind, playing on my mind, playing on my mind. This is a symptom of being a rebel without a cause, which is why I said this series should be called Rebels with a Cause. Because we find that we are in a position, especially here in the UK, where we don't actually know what we are fighting for sometimes. We are fighting for the culture. Those of us who are fighting, we are fighting for the culture. And I think what needs to become the case for everybody is that you are for the culture. I feel like when, not my place, but I say generally, when the... Black Lives Matter movement kind of occurred within the UK. A lot of people showed that they are for the culture. In some sense, we need a more of an effective expression of being a rebel with a cause. You're for the culture, cool. But the effectiveness of that expression. I said that you're doing it for... um, People showed that they're for the cause. They're for the culture. That's what people did. They showed they were for the culture. But ultimately, the culture needs an effective expression. It needs a real cause. It needs a real direction, as you're saying. And that's why when people set up initiatives and and they have ideas about getting together, when we say that um, we need to build together, when when we go out and we talk to people about what we can build together, like building community, building brotherhood. When we talk about these things, I need to see you're for the culture then. Because if you're not for the culture, then you're not for the culture. This is what what I'm talking about when I'm saying black culture. The culture has to be a response to what we've been put through. And the issue always goes back to people refusing to be aware of what they've been put through. Aware of the situation. And you're not for the culture. 
And a lot of people don't want to be for the culture. I think that makes you a coon. You feel free. I guess we go our separate ways. But ultimately, I think every black person should decide to be for the culture. I don't care if it sounds like conscription. I think you should be for the culture. Um, but yeah, no, definitely agree. And um, I hope a lot of what we spoke about today really resonates with you hope guys. it sticks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it sticks. Yeah, I really hope it sticks. I hope you come back to this one. Um, like oil. <laughs> yeah, come back to this one. Listen to it again. Um, you know what I mean? In three months' time, come back to it and just see if you've really imbibed what we're saying here. And we're obviously trying to do that as well. Like, as I said, we're not, we're not just trying to like speak or, or teach or anything like that. We're trying to learn and experience and in like, you know what I mean? Live what we're talking about. We live our raps, you know what I mean? We live, <laughs> we live out what we're doing. Like, we're not just trying to talk. That's the big thing. Exactly. Well, you know I mean? It's not just talking. We want to have action. As I said, as Aaron called, it's a call. We're calling everybody that wants to be militant and wants to be a rebel with a cause. Everybody that wants to change change everything for us and our people. Like we're calling you up. Right? We're calling you. Come come interact with us. DM us. Like message us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your opinions. That's everything that we want to do. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, as I said, come always interact with us um, through our socials and um, review us. Yeah, review us. Review what we're saying. Review what we're speaking speaking about you can see your opinions there um and yeah interact with music mondays that we've started really enjoyed that segment um of what we're doing right now but yeah hope you enjoyed it and we um this is us here episode eight yeah hope you enjoyed it yeah signing out i'm joshua and yeah you've been listening to the 417 podcast we hope you enjoyed it take care